G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. This culture's problems are so varied and so vast. Who are we to think that we can make a difference? Pastor Greg Laurie corrects our thinking. It's been said, quote, I am only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. What I can do, I ought to do, and what I ought to do, by the grace of God, I will do. One godly man, one godly woman, and the darkest situation can make a big difference difference. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Throughout the Bible, we see stories of God using individuals to accomplish great things. Noah, Abraham, David, Solomon. Sometimes there's strength in numbers, but other times there's supernatural strength in a humble man or woman saying yes to God. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us open ourselves to being used by God by looking at the example of Moses. It's an inspiring presentation from Pastor Greg's series, Water, Fire, Stone. It was 1994. I just signed a book deal with a major Christian publisher and I was invited to be a part of a tour, sort of a metaphorical bus tour with one stop uh, with some other well-known Christian authors. So as I boarded the bus, I was the new kid on the block. I was taking it all in and I saw this small woman boarding the bus. She looked very familiar to me. And I asked someone, who is that lady over there? And they said, well, that's Rosa Parks. I'm like, what? Rosa Parks, a civil rights legend? And sure enough, it was Rosa Parks on a bus. And I was on a bus with her. Now, in case you don't know, uh, Mrs. Parks made history when she refused to sit at the back of a bus and uh, back in those days in the South it was segregated and there would be separate drinking fountains and restrooms for people that were described as colored. And Mrs. Parks had the courage to stand up for her rights and she walked right into the pages of history. In fact, she was awarded the Congressional Gold Medal. By the way, that's the highest honor given to a civilian. So here I am with Rosa Parks, civil rights legend, on a bus. So. I sat down behind her and I just began to ask her a lot of questions. She told me her amazing story. Here's what I did not know about Rosa Parks. I did not know about her strong Christian faith. She was part of this tour because she had written a book with the title Quiet Strength. And in her book she writes, quote, every day before supper and before we went to services on Sunday, my grandmother would read the Bible to me and my grandfather would pray. And then we would have devotions before going to pick 
pick cotton in the fields, end quote. And then she says, prayer and the Bible became a part of my everyday thoughts and beliefs, and I learned to put my trust in God and seek Him as my strength. So Rosa Parks loved and followed Jesus Christ, and that gave her the courage to make a stand. And I thanked her for that stand that she took. The title of my message is The Power of One. Think about the influence of one woman, five foot three, that refused to be pushed to the back of a bus. Think of others that have made history because they stood up for what is right, what is true. It's been said, quote, I am only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. What I can do, I ought to do, and what I ought to do by the grace of God, I will do. One godly man, one godly woman, and the darkest situation can make a big difference. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its flavor, what good is it? You know, think about it, just a pinch of salt can make all the difference in the world. It can season something. Uh, put a little salt on your watermelon. It sort of takes it to the next level. Now, if you overdo it with salt, that can be a bad thing. But just the right amount can make all the difference in the world. I want to look now at the power of one. One man who through his godliness and personal integrity effectively kept two and a half million people from turning to full tilt idolatry. And of course, that man I'm talking about is Moses. And I'm gonna look at two passages in this message, and I'd like you to turn to them with me if you would. I'm gonna look at Hebrews chapter 11 and Deuteronomy chapter 34. In Hebrews 11, we get a flyover of the life of Moses. Now remember, Hebrews 11 is what we call the Heroes Hall of Faith. Great men and women of God who made a huge difference because of the stand that they took. And Moses is included in this great hall of faith. And here's what the Bible says about him in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24 to 26. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the pleasures of sin for a time. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to his great reward. So if you're taking notes, here's point number one. Moses made important decisions at the beginning of his life. Verse 24 says it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused. Remember how he ended up in the Pharaoh's palace. Uh, the Pharaoh had given a decree that all the Jewish baby boys should be put to death. But Moses' mother uh, saved his life and they put him in a little basket and put it on the Nile River and it was just floating along and it sort of stopped in front of the house of Pharaoh and as if on cue, the baby Moses let out a little cry and the daughter of the Pharaoh saw this beautiful child and the Bible says he was beautiful to look at. Her heart was touched. She took that child into the home and raised him as her own son. So he was effectively the prince of Egypt. So if Moses had played his cards right, he potentially could have been the next Pharaoh of Egypt. But here is this very important commentary from Hebrews chapter 11. It says that by faith he refused. He refused. And that phrase that is used there for him growing up means he had become great. 
So Moses was at a fork in the road. What's he gonna do? We all come to forks in the road. Do I go this way or do I go that way? And then that will lead to another fork in the road and then to even another. And these pivotal moments in our life can make all the difference as to how we end up. But here's what Moses figured. Look, I know Egypt offers a lot. He's in the finest university, raised in the palace, eating the best food around, living in the very lap of luxury. But that was not what he wanted because he wanted to be with God's people, the Jews. So it says he simply refused. He refused and he gave something up. In fact, he gave a lot up, to be honest. He made a great sacrifice. So Moses made a principled stand in his life. Know this, the evening of your life is determined by the morning of your life. The end of your life is determined by the beginning. How important it is to make the right decisions. So if you're young, Understand that you are making decisions now that will affect you for the rest of your life. I remember being told as a kid, oh, brush your teeth. Be careful to always brush your teeth. What do they know? Yeah, after a lot of trips to the dentist in later years, I realized I should have paid attention. Here's another one. Wear sunscreen. Don't go out there and get burned. You'll destroy your skin. Oh, what do they know? Then you wake up one day and you're dealing with dermatologists and you understand that was all true. But let's take that into the spiritual world. You're making decisions now that will affect you later in life. And if I'm talking to someone who's older right now, you're facing the consequences of your earlier choices aren't you? Choices really matter. You make your choices and your choices make you. Thanks for joining us for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. Pastor Greg is helping us learn lessons from the life of Moses today in a message called The Power of One, Part One. Let's continue. Moses finished his race well. So the Bible says Moses was 120 years old when he died. Then we read in Deuteronomy 34, the people of Israel mourned for Moses. You know, sometimes when a Christian dies, other well-meaning believers might say, don't cry for them, they're in heaven. Let me take a different stance. When you lose a loved one who's died in faith, even if it's your grandparents, uh, go ahead and cry. Because the depth of your sorrow is an indication of the depth of your love. The people wept when Moses died. Fast forward to the New Testament. Young Stephen was martyred for his faith in Christ. And we read that godly people wept over him. There's something that is very healing about the mourning process. So if you've lost a loved one, cry as much as you need to cry. But the key is cry out to God. When our son Christopher died in an automobile accident, I cried literally for months, for hours on end. But it was sort of a cleansing process as I was learning to let go. But uh, they wept over Moses because he was such a special person. Uh, chosen by God, the friend of God. I love what Deuteronomy 34, 10 says, there had never been another prophet in Israel like Moses whom the Lord knew face to face. Now listen to this. 
you have a closer relationship with God than Moses had. Jesus said of John the Baptist, who was the last of the Old Testament prophets, he says, I, I tell you that as great as a prophet as John was, he was least in the kingdom of God is greater than John. You say, well, wait, how does that work? John the Baptist? How could I be greater than him? Greater in as far as you have an access to God that John, the last of the Old Testament prophets had. You have a closer relationship with God even greater than Moses had because Moses did not have Christ living in his heart, you see? And so when you believe in Jesus, Christ himself comes and lives inside of you and changes you from the inside out. And if you don't know what it means to believe in him, I'll tell you how in just a moment. Let me conclude by simply saying the power of one. One man made all the difference. As I said earlier, one man. There was godly living and personal integrity, in effect, kept two and a half million people from full-tilled idolatry. Now let me ask you in closing, and I'm speaking to Christians now, what kind of difference is your life making? What kind of legacy are you leaving? Where are you in your life? Are you in the morning of your life? Are you in the afternoon of your life? Or are you in the evening of your life? Of course, we may not know. Because when we're young, we'll say, well, I'm in the morning of my life. I mean, I know I'm, I'm getting toward the end of my race in life. I don't know how many more years I'll live or how many more years of ministry I'll have, but I know I'm not in the beginning of it. But there might be someone who's young who's listening to me and saying, well, I'm in the beginning, I'm so young, but you never know when the Lord will call you home. I mentioned my son. He was only 33 years old when he was called home unexpectedly to heaven. And so you don't know where you are in the race of life, and that's why you want to be ready to meet God. But I'm praying that you will live a life that is worth emulating. Let me say something else. There is a generation that will not see death. A generation of people that will not be laid in a grave as previous generations were. A generation, according to Scripture, will be caught up in a moment in the twinkling of an eye in what is sometimes called the rapture when the Lord will call us home to heaven. And uh, I believe in my study of Bible prophecy that that event could happen at any moment when we would meet the Lord in the air. He would come for us. The Bible tells us Christ is coming again for his people. And folks, as we look at all the crazy stuff happening in our culture right now all around the world, we are seeing signs of the times and all of those signs are saying one thing, Jesus is coming, get ready. If Jesus were to come back in five hours, would you be ready? Would you be certain you would be ready to meet him? You say, well, how do you get ready? What are you even talking about? Here's the bottom line. All of us are separated from God by our sin. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us have broken the commandments of God. But the good news is, is 2,000 years ago, God sent his son Jesus to our planet called Earth to be born in a manger, then to live a perfect life, and then to die a perfect death on the cross for our sins. The Bible simply says Christ died for our sins. You see, by dying on the cross, Jesus satisfied the righteous demands of a holy and perfect God that we have all offended. And that is why Jesus, and only Jesus, is the way to the Father. No other prophet or guru died on a cross for your sin and rose again from the dead. 
So the bottom line is we need to realize Jesus died on that cross for us and we need to turn from our sin and ask him to come into our life. And then we will find the meaning and purpose of life we've been seeking. And not only that, we'll have hope for the afterlife. Do you have that hope? Do you know with certainty if you were to die today you would go to heaven? Do you know with confidence that if Christ were to come back tonight you would be ready to meet him? If not, you can ask Jesus to come into your life right here, right now. Pray this with me if you would. Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, but I know that you are the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. Jesus, I choose to follow you from this moment forward as my Savior and Lord, as my God and my friend. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. An important prayer from Pastor Greg Laurie with those who are making a change in their relationship with God today. And if you've just prayed with Pastor Greg and asked Jesus to be your saviour, we'd like to follow up with you by sending you a free resource. It's Pastor Greg's New Believers Growth Packet, and we'll send it your way to help you begin to live this new life. Just ask for it when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg brings us the finale in our series in the life of Moses. He points out we make our choices and our choices make us. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called The Power of One. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 